Good morning, Tall Skulls. A little bit of an update. Um, turns out you can only vote once for the Road Podcast Challenge. Once per Google login, that is. So if you have multiple Gmail addresses, accounts, you can vote multiple times, but it does still have to be once a day. So log in with one the first day, use the one the next day. So regardless, if you do have the option to vote multiple times with different profiles, we would greatly appreciate it. If not, and you've already voted, great, awesome. Thank you so much for taking the time to do it. We greatly appreciate it. Here's hoping we win. Kindling fetchers and night snackers. Chop up some firewood. Dry your damp booties. And remember that ingenuity is a wonderful substitute for tent poles. Does this look like a rash? <laughs> because it's time to talk tall to me. Welcome back. I'm Omen Sade. And I'm Nick McGill. <laughs> Together we are Feckless Moms. And this is a very special episode of Talk Tall to Me. Yes, a weekend wilderness getaway in which Nick and I, smelling strongly of wood smoke, will rearrange the river rocks on the mountainside of Prague Rock. We will build a Barlow bivouac, go for a ramble in Glasscock Glen, and hunt for fuel amongst the tall trees. Yes, every owl hoot a song, every frigid hour an album, Nick and I will gleefully shiver our way through the entire discography of seminal prog rock band Jethro Tull. Hello, sweet, fine listeners. For those of you who are not uh, Patreon subscribers, you will have no idea what's going on, so we're going to elucidate things. Omen and I are together. We are. Sitting around a campfire. Yeah, Nick, can you just, this will be fun, can you just describe for me what is within your view right now? Okay, so I see a ring of stones with a campfire that we worked very diligently on. Yep. A very delicious meal of rabbit and potatoes and piopini mushrooms. Yeah, we did. Uh, we have a... You could call it a tent. Um, <laughs> it's a tarp draped over a line that you and I will be... Uh, Attempting to sleep in this evening. Yep, yep. Um, we've got a river in front of us. Yeah, what's a little bit beyond that? Beyond that is snow on the ground. <laughs> um, it is, we are recording this on uh, what is Friday, April 23rd. Yeah. And down here in Roscoe, New York, uh, right next to Delaware, right uh, right off the Delaware River, I believe, aren't we? Oh, uh, I have no idea. I think we are. We're close to Pennsylvania. We're close to, we're right where Pennsylvania and Delaware meet. Uh, but yeah, it's there's snow on the ground over there. It's snowed for the last four days in upstate New York. And so this uh, may and be our very last recording. You may not hear from us after this. How this gets uploaded, I don't know. It's like yeah. one of those found footage things. Right, right. But um, yeah. But here we are. Here, uh, I give you permission to eat me. Okay, <laughs> if, if things get bad. Well, I'll, I'd more likely just cut you open and crawl inside you for Oh, warmth. you thought I smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Nick, why are we doing this? We are doing this because it, uh, I mean, we don't get to see each other very often That's anymore. Right. And you made time in your schedule this year. And you made time in your schedule this year as well. True, true. My schedule has been less hectic than yours, but 
but yeah, we, 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 we planned it months in advance. There were several Google documents. Uh, and, yeah, that's true. And uh, that's how important and serious it was. And, uh, and here we are. Yeah, we picked a spot halfway between your house and my house. Pre- pretty much even, two hours apiece. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and just, uh, we're just going to hang out for the weekend and do a, little, uh, do a little recording and a little hiking and a little gourmet cooking. Yeah, for those unfamiliar with the geography of New York State, we are in the Catskill Mountains, which is kind of a continuation of the Appalachian Mountains further to the south yep. or the Adirondacks further to the north. Yeah, kind of, kind of acts as a little bridge yeah. between them all. They're not the biggest mountains. No, they're cute, though. They're cute. And we're surrounded by um, hemlock trees. Hemlock. I've eaten all of the berries. Yep. You'll, you'll be fine. Yeah, that's what my doctor said. And here we are. Here we are. Uh, Omen. Yes. Are we going gonna to drink anything? Well, we should stay hydrated. Yeah. But instead, it's time to play <laughs> What Are You Drinking? Pass the cup of crimson wonder. <laughs> oh, that was nice. Good, good sound effect. What have we got? Oh, give me, give me a finger or two. And also put some uh, liquid in your cup. Yep. So here is, here's some from me. Mm-hmm. So this is, so Nick has never had scotch before. I mean, I, I, I have this afternoon, but Omen right. brought a bottle of scotch. So we have here a bottle of the Glenlivet Caribbean Reserve single malt scotch whiskey, selectively finished in barrels that held Caribbean rum. Selectively finished. Selectively finished. Whatever that means. I think that means that they put some of it in the rum barrels and some of it they didn't. That makes sense. And then they put it back together. And then they mixed it, yeah. Um, so, Nick, here's to your health. Thank you, sir. Mm. How would you describe this scotch, Nick? It's sweet. It is sweet. It is sweeter than, than, norm- than most scotch. Yeah. Yeah, it is... It is rummier. It is significantly rummier than we anticipated. Not a bad thing. Yeah. It's actually, it's a nice, rum Rum to me always feel, feels like a, like the poor man's liquor. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, but this is like, this is a classified rum. This is a, a poor man's liquor who also is good at robbing rich people. That works. Robin Hood's liquor. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Nothing's getting cut, by the way. <laughs> no. Um, this is... You, you really can taste the, the peatiness. Of, I've, I've never tasted peat before, but... Uh, no, well, now you have. He has, he has not offered. Oh, boy. Um, uh, but, it, but whereas most scotch has kind of a sharp bite to it, this has mm. a really... A mellowed... It's been mellowed in the oak mm. barrels. Much as we have been mellowed by the oak barrel of our early 30s. Yeah. That works. And believe me, that barrel has held a significant <laughs> quantity of Caribbean rum. Yeah. At least on my side. Yeah, my, mine's a couple of splashes of gin. So, oh. Nick. Yeah. Oh, man, why are we here? What are we doing? So the reason, the real reason, not, you know, our friendship aside, the real reason that we wanted to come out to the forest uh, for this episode. Yeah, and particularly to record in this moment. Right. Is because we are recording a song that is really important to the both of us. Yes. It is the... It is the final track off of Songs from the Wood. That doesn't sound right. It is. Oh. 
<laughs> oh, right. We're recording it slightly out of order. Yeah. It is the final track off of the vinyl Songs from the Wood yep. on the B-side. Mm-hmm. And it is entitled Fires, Fires at, at midnight. midnight. I think it's Fire at Midnight. Fire at Midnight. I think so. Um, and it's also, it's a, it's, it thematically it fits and it's a very important song for us. It is not Midnight. It's not. Um, but we didn't want to wait that long because by that time we should probably be well into our sleeping bags or at a hotel five miles from here. Possible. Depending on how the next couple of hours go. Either way. All right. Shall we discuss? Well, let's have a listen. Shall we listen first and then discuss? Yeah. So, Nick, there we have Ooh. Fire at Midnight. Yeah. Should, do we want to get into why this song is so important to us? We could. Do you not want to? No, we could. We could I just wonder, should we, do we want to talk about that earlier? In, do we want to front load that? I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, let's. <laughs> Nick. Omen. Do we want to talk about why this song is so important to us? I don't think that's a terrible idea. Um, this is this is this song is just one of my all-time favorite tolls. Well, and let's let's kind of let's go all the way back. Let's go back to the origins of the feckless moms and of our of our friendship. Sure. So we, in the time when we were teenagers and we were working at the Renaissance Fair, uh, we would often the, the our towns are not that close. No, and like over two, an hour, yeah. I more, yeah, almost two, maybe an hour and a half, which mm-hmm. at that time seemed like a long way to drive. Now it's right. like that's like nothing. Yeah, I did. I did have a car. You, you you borrowed the car. I had a car. I had the T-Mobile. Yeah. Oh, for a little bit. Yeah. Until it tried to kill me on several yeah. occasions. Um. But uh. So yeah, when we did get time to hang out, that wasn't at the Renaissance Festival. It was like we we took. Full advantage of it. Yeah, we wanted to maximize that time. So, and that meant staying up until. Who knows? I think that we saw the dawn more than once. I yes, I concur. And we would stay up, super super for many hours for super many hours, uh-huh. uh, talking about Jethro Tull mostly and life. Yeah. Um, and I think that I don't know exactly how it happened or when it happened, but this song became kind of an anthem for us because I think it's safe to say that both of us were our weirdos Mm -hmm. yeah and didn't necessarily have a lot of people in our our closer social network right who who we felt like really understood us or we felt like we could really talk to deeply Mm -hmm. about stuff Uh and so I think that like arriving at your house or you arriving at my house really did feel like a kind of a, a kind of a homecoming. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it, it was because we, we did only have that time at the fair normally. So that was a couple of months out of the year. And then every other time we, we had to, to coordinate around school and shows and, and I mean, neither of us did sports, but um, but school and shows, and so so it was weekends, and it was it was driving. If it wasn't the summer, it was generally crappy upstate New York lake effect winter, and you know, so so it was not an easy thing for us to to spend time together. It and, took and, real, it took decisiveness and commitment to to actually mm-hmm. visit, and, um, and permission from my mom. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, on top of that, in when we were in college, right in university, you it was it right before you were going to Italy. It was right before I went to London. So to London, okay. So there was one year uh, we didn't overlap every year at the fair, but it was it was one of the years that we overlapped, and in the fall, I was about to go off to London for six months. And when at the time I thought it was going to be a year and it did end up being a year. It's just that half the year was in Italy. Um, and that was going to be the longest that we'd ever gone without seeing each other since we, yeah. since we had met. And it was, well, it was kind of a poignant moment. Yeah. And as college kids will do, yeah, <laughs> this is probably the most bro thing we've ever done. You were you suggested you were like I remember we were standing on the on the balcony of one of the stages at the Renaissance Fair that held that has several like four rooms. Yeah, we on, on we the, were neighbors. Yeah, to, on the top level. By rooms, I I mean shacks. Yeah, lovely little shacks. Um, and you you're looking off at the sunset and you were like, dude, we should get matching tattoos. I probably did not sound like that. And I was like, dude, <laughs> that's an amazing idea. Then we crushed a monster energy. And- <laughs> headbutted one another so um so so we decided so the decision to get tattoos came before we knew what we wanted to get mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so then we were like well okay what would we get and we were th- we went through several ideas we were talking about like something that that represented the renaissance fair and then we were like mm-hmm. no yeah renaissance fair isn't forever it's not but jethro tall but jethro tall is forever is our our bonding and love over jethro tall is forever that's right yeah so when so we tossed around a lot of ideas about what we what kind of tall inspired thing we wanted to get tattooed yeah. on ourselves, and I believe it was you suggested. I think it was you. Really? I think you suggested the new. Neither yeah. of us want to get take responsibility for this, but someone suggested <laughs> the imagery of frogs and newts slip in the dark. Yeah, and so we decided to get a newt. A newt. Yep. Uh, specifically a red spotted salamander. Yeah. And that's why the Feckless Moms logo is a newt. We've been sitting on this information for so long, for over 100 episodes. Surprise. As uh, if, if you were wondering, that is why. So Nick, where is your tattoo? Mine is on my left, the inside of my left ankle. So Nick, let's talk about the song. <laughs> Owen, where's, where's your tattoo? I don't think I can say on the radio. Oh, you've said some pretty good things on this on the radio i decided i was very passionate about being an actor at the Uh time and i was like i mustn't have any visible tattoos so i got it under my waistband on my left um haunch it's like on the it's it's like on the pelvic flange hurt like a business yeah i bet it hurt a lot more than mine did um so that's a little bit about this song and how and why it's meaningful for us there's also i just want to say i when I sing a lullaby to Rook, for the last four years, when I sing a lullaby to Rook, it's this song. Is it really? He asks for this song. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Starting him young. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. He he likes tall. He will he will bop to it. I've seen him. I've seen him groove to it. I mean, you can play a jackhammer and he'll groove to it. Like kids <laughs> will dance to anything. But uh, yeah. So so this is this is a very important song uh, for a lot of reasons. And actually, I think Ray kind of likes it just because it's the it's the lullaby song too. Oh, yeah. So, got her. Nice, got her. Um, <laughs> so, our personal feelings uh, out of the way, or you know, acknowledging that, mm-hmm. acknowledging that relationship that we have with this song, we will do our best to 
observe it with a with a a, a removal with a professional a re- professional remove I had one of those ones <laughs> <laughs> weeks to recover I'm, I'm probably going to have one tomorrow <laughs> after all this scotch so Nick should we talk about the music so, yeah let's talk let's talk music okay this has some interesting things going on mm-hmm um, I think that we have a lot of synth, actually. I think this is sort of like... Yeah, it's pretty synth-heavy. Uh, the first couple of chords, we have that big, broad, or, almost... almost organy sweep? Almost like the son of Mellotron. <gasps> Just when you thought it was safe. To play the keyboard. <laughs> Melotron 2. Son of Melotron. So we have that Daddy. Kind of, daddy. So we have that. With the vocals too. Yeah, it's on a vocal yeah. setting. And it's a, yeah. it, it almost, I always kind of thought that it was Ian. Yeah, like super layered. Yeah. Because there's a lot of voices in there. But we have heard. A milfoy of Ian Anderson. Just super thin layers filled with cream. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um... Yeah, so that's 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 Mellotron in the front there. You think? I think it's Mellotron adjacent. I, I think yeah. I don't think it's actual Mellotron, yeah. but I think it's I think it's a synth on a voice setting that just reminds me of the Mellotron. Yeah, Mellotron was in college at that point. They couldn't. They didn't, he didn't want to come back. He wanted that's, to that's distance right. himself from the band. Yeah, I, I get getting it. a business degree. Very smart. Yeah, Ian's not. Ian's Ian's proud but not happy. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, and then we have coming in thereafter the acoustic guitar. Uh huh. And nice and slow. It's a. I mean, the whole the pace on this is is a nice, slow, mellow song. And the piano. Piano. That makes me wonder if perhaps uh, the we have some of the uh, the potable organ in there. The potable organ. The portable. The portative. <laughs> portative. The portative organ. In it. It's it is potable. You can consume. You it. can drink it. You uh, should. You should honestly put hair on your chest. Um, I I wonder. I don't. I don't think so. I would have to go back and, and really like yeah. kind of hammer out the individual parts. I don't. I don't think so. But it. But it's true that we have some kind of keyboard and also a piano. Yes. Yeah, it's very layered, and it, it doesn't give you much time to to work into it either. No. You. Uh, it's like a, actually, it's like a lot of a lot of songs off of this album. Is it starts out fairly quickly in terms of of what they are throwing at us instrumentally. Right. Right. Don't throw another log on the fire. Yeah. While Omen throws another log on the Barbie, um, the this song. Oh God! It's it's cold and we're old. So every time we move, it's 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 tender. It's a struggle. It's a struggle. We're sore. So this song is is the perfect closer. I think musically. Musically and sentiment-wise to to this album. And it, it feels more sentimental than, honestly, a lot of Tull than we're, a lot of Tull that we're used to. Oh, yeah. There is there is so much emotion in here. Just from the music. Just from the music, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's, and granted, it's the first album in a while that hasn't been, I, I don't know, produced for some semblance of show. So maybe there's something there that, that it's a little more personal for Ian. And like we said, he's this is 
his time going into this is the first album where he was at the Chateau de Anderson, um, <laughs> off in the, the the English country. So um, so there's this his his experience of 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 personalizing and internalizing everything really seems to to be showing. Yeah. I think there are a couple more musical elements that, that I want to I want to bring out. Yeah, please. Um, so there is the you you caught this while we were listening to it. This this drum beat that mm. almost feels like a military march. Mm. Yeah. And it um it's really interesting because you wouldn't think you wouldn't think thematically that that would go with it. No, but it works really well. Um, it does, yeah. And then we have uh, John Glasscock playing the melody on the bass, yeah. pretty well throughout. When the dogs have all been and it's just I, I was I was thinking the other day about just how, what an amazing bass player he is. Oh gosh, he is. It's um, he absolutely is. It's a treat to listen to him. Uh, we have Martin. Uh, Martin and Ian kind of trading off on the break. Yep. Oh, that break. I used to hate that break, you know? I did not know that. It. I, I feel like it's too... I initially felt like it, it, it pulled me out of the sentiment of the the sweetness of the I guess for lack of a better term the lullaby aspect of this song okay. going into that kind of heavier melody that driving force you don't I, sing that part when you sing uh, for Rook? no no I don't no maybe you should I should maybe maybe he would appreciate it more but I I I felt like it it was distracting and it and it pulled me out but after having done gosh a uh, hundred and 20 plus episodes of this podcast yeah. I have you've made me drink the Kool-Aid from of Martin Barr and I? and I can appreciate him much more than I did. Yeah. I mean <clears throat> I think that thematically if I think it would not be as powerful a song if it was just the what you're calling the lullaby yeah. part. If it ended after that that second verse done like right. yeah I agree. And maybe this is the time to transition to talking about some of the lyrics. Sure. Um, I believe in fires at midnight. Yeah. It it opens with a reference of fires at midnight and it closes with a reference of fires at midnight. Yeah. And I think that imagery wise, well, and, and the last line of both the first and last stanza is it's good to be back home with you. Nick's thinking it through. Yep. Does that check out? I don't think so. Hang on. Too much hurry ruins the body. I'll sit easy, fan the spark. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it ends with, it's good to be back home with you. Yeah. And I think that if it was just the, 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 the more quiet bit, the softer bit, mm-hmm. um, it would give you the kind of feeling of like, oh, yes, it's nice to be home. But the reason it's nice to be home is because of all the crazy hours on the road and all the intense time not being home. 
And yeah. I think that's what we hear. That's what I hear in that break. Oh, all those miles, oh. all those performances, yeah. all of that public attention. Yep. And then, you know, even the, even the kind of directive of go upstairs, take off your makeup. I think that, I think that we can assume that that's, he's speaking to Shona. I mean, if, if, if we're saying that this is Ian Anderson, yeah, which I think, you know, on one it's, level it is, yeah. but on another level, it's for everyone. Yeah. And I think that go upstairs, take off your makeup, fold your clothes neatly away can apply just as easily to the person that you're coming home and being happy to see who maybe has also had a long day, yeah. but also to yourself in a way. Yeah. It's like you come home and you divest yourself of all of the performance that you have to put on for the world. Yeah. Yeah. You slip into your comfortable pajamas. You don't have to fake smile for your boss anymore. That is your makeup. Your makeup is the facade. Your mask. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or if you're a mime, like you literally take off your makeup. This was this song was about a mime. <laughs> I mean, I think I think we're we're settled there. It's the it's the opposite of Vesti la Juba from I Pagliacci. That one, yep. It's, I, it's just so beautiful, and the idea, it, to me, this is, this is Ian's anthem of, like, I am so very much done with being a young rock star. This is, this is yeah. I, I, can, I can afford a country home, and I can come home to Shona and relax. I don't have to live in a bungalow and cook beans on a radiator and... <laughs> Oh, what was the Irish stew running out of the running running out of the the gas in the meter? Yeah, what's the line? Uh, Uh, Remember morning shilling spent. That's it. Remember morning shilling spent made no sense to leave the bed. Yes, mornings came and went. Basically, might as well stay in bed. Right. right, Yeah. 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 Um, I had a thought. Give it to me. Oh, I also think that the singer in this song uh-huh. has a level of appreciation for the person to whom he's coming home that is informed by past hard times, both both professionally or just life-wise, but also relationship-wise. And we know that we were kind of talking about this earlier today um, on... on you know, on our own personal level that, that if you've had a relationship that didn't, that wasn't easy and didn't really fit, you appreciate so much more when you have a good, supportive, healthy, loving relationship. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think that there's an aspect of that here. It's like we get the sense of having been through all of this stuff and that relief and gratitude for being able to come home to the person that you love. Yeah, the 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 lack of drama. The it's just it's be it's ain't no drama for this mama. It's slipping into comfy slippers. It is that in in every way a warm house, uh, comfortable pajamas, uh, a hug for someone who who does not. You don't even need to speak. All you got to do is go up to that person and you get a hug, and it's and and they know and you know 
that is this life that is being painted. And then there is the the aspect of stealing a bit of extra time. You know, that's yeah. what, for me, that's what the phrase fire at midnight refers to. It's like, right. by midnight, you should probably, realistically, you should be yeah. in bed. But the choice to stay up and to light a fire to sit by and steal that time yeah. just because of the pleasure of being able to be in another person's company. And that's kind of, you know, that's, that's what, that's what it was for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's for someone, if we're thinking of this character as Ian, like your, your time is, your time is limited. Yeah. So you, you, you take it when you can get it. And if it means being a little tired the next day, because you stayed up after the dogs have gone to bed, drinking a hot toddy with your loved one, then awesome. Let's break down some of these specific lyrics. Yeah. I believe in fires at midnight when the dogs have all been fed. A golden toddy on the mantle, a broken gun beneath the bed. All right, what's the golden toddy? I believe in fires at midnight when the dogs have all been fed. A golden toddy on the mantle, a broken gun beneath the bed. Just a hot toddy, I think, right? Why golden? Uh, because it has, it's usually what, rum and butter, so it's... um. Hot butter isn't a hot buttered rum like the classic hot toddy. You know, hot toddy is uh, scotch tea, scotch and tea, and honey. Oh, maybe the honey then. No, I way. always pictured it as a as a hot buttered rum. Huh. Yeah, that's very funny. I always sort of I I, I to, yep uh huh that. Let me take a little. <gasps> I always imagined that the golden was kind of in reference to. It glowing from the light of the fire. Yes. And it and almost it having like a life giving property to it. Yeah. Well, it, I it's on the mantle because he stood up to go put another log on the fire. And he oh, puts it on the mantle. I love that. Yeah. Uh, broken gun beneath the bed. Silken mist outside the windows. Wait a minute. What's what's about? Tell me about the broken gun beneath the bed. I don't. I th- I don't know. That just feels like set decoration to me. Very weird image. To... It is. No, it. There are the birds. Finally, <laughs> uh, it is. But do you have anything for it? Um. Well, is that like a? Okay. Is that a standard? Like we own a home, we need to have a gun to protect it. Is that just like a domestic thing? I think that it. If it was a gun beneath the bed. I think it would be. The world outside is scary and we, but I have the capacity to protect it. Yeah. I think a broken gun beneath the bed is I have broken my desire to live in conflict with the world. Mm. I am at peace. Wow. I have broken my gun and put it away. I see it. Now that you mention it, I see it more like a broken gun is only so protective if I'm only in the house a couple days a month, I can only protect you so much. Oh. He, he, the, so he, it is the imagery of, of him. He is broken in his ability to be a gun. Yeah. Happiness is a warm gun. Happiness is a warm gun. That's, that's, I've heard that before. 
I know what you're saying. <laughs> you're, that was very convincing. <laughs> um, all right, what else do we have? Uh, broken gun beneath the bed. Silken mist outside the windows. Frogs and newts slip in the dark. Mm. Too much hurry ruins a body. I'll sit easy. Fan the spark. Yeah. Silken mist outside the window. Frogs and newts slip in the dark. Too much hurry ruins a body. I'll sit easy. Fan the spark. More. The, the sun is set. The, the mist is on the moors. The frogs and newts are out and doing whatever they do. Doing what frogs and newts do. Uh, jacking cars, probably. Slipping in the dark. Slipping in the dark. And, oh, oh who put this soap here? And, and I'll just, I'll sit here while all that's going on outside. It doesn't matter because we're in here where it's warm right. and it's light right. and it's, it's encapsulated. The natural world continues on its, na- on its, predetermined trajectory and I will be still in the middle of that and keep alive this this special relationship that makes it all worth it that makes it that gives it all meaning in a way the fire and I mean we could if we really wanted to we could get into the aspect of someone needing to to stay awake and keep a fire stoked in the the middle of the dark in the woods but I mean it's your turn your turn for that tonight imply that uh, that that there's there is a a level of tradition here that is that goes back a long long way. Where, sure, where there's fire something provides comfort. There's something uh, ancient and and necessary and sacred in a way of yeah. sitting up to preserve the fire. I mean, we talked we talked about uh, in ring ring out solstice bells. Yes, you know that notion that someone has to keep the fire alive until the sun returns. Right. Right. Otherwise, you can't cook. Otherwise, you're not warm. Right. Et cetera. Et Speaking cetera. of which, should we take a blow break to blow up the coals? Blow up those coals. Blowing them. What do you reckon those birds are? Uh, I don't think robins. No. Doesn't sound terribly unfamiliar, but I also wouldn't be able to place it. So Omen is currently blowing into the fire with a straw contraption that he has. It is two metal rod, two metal hollow rods connected by a piece of rubber, I guess. Yeah, we're still looking. And he uses it to blow into the bottom of the fire pit, and uh, he's getting those fires stoked. Tell you what, he's getting my fire stoked. Going to be a warm night in the cold Roscoe, New York. I hope it is. Yeah, please. I'm just going to put a couple one of these on. So, so funny story while we're waiting. Uh, Nick <laughs> forgot to bring the poles for the tent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so funny. You have a tent. I have a tent. You brought a tent. It's here. Yep. Um, but we forgot. It's rendered useless. Useless. I forgot the poles. But, but. But with the rope in my truck. And the tarp from the for the bottom of the tent, I uh, and and what else? Oh, the canvas from the back of Omen's car that was probably for a theater project. No, we, it was actually to protect the back of my car from uh, uh, flowers. Oh, wow! That was 
just as disappointing a statement. And <laughs> uh, we have we've rigged up like an old good old fashioned old timey uh, uh, tent that is the tarp hung over the a rope. The rope. Yeah, and we might die. We, we might but, die. But it does break the wind. And speaking of breaking <laughs> wind, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and we have some good uh, f- sleeping bags. Yeah. Yeah. We've got layers. Yeah. Um, and we have. We're not wearing any of them right now, but we we've have, got layers. We have the heating power of snuggles. <laughs> Hundred kilowatts of cuddle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, I'm back. Verse two. Verse two. Kindled by dying embers. Yeah, keep going. Of another working day. Yep. Frogs and newts slip off my no. makeup. <laughs> Kindled by the dying embers. Of another, of another working, working day. day. Go upstairs, take, take off, off your, your makeup, makeup, fold your clothes, fold your clothes neatly, neatly away. Ah, me, I'll oh. sit and write this love song, as I all too seldom do. Build a little fire at midnight. It's good to, to be, be back home with you. With you. Kindle by the dying embers of another working day. Go upstairs, take off your makeup, fold your clothes neatly away. Me, I'll sit and write this love song as I all too seldom do. Build a little fire this midnight. It's good to be back home. So there's a lot in there. Uh, the first half, all the way up to go upstairs and take off your makeup. We kind of covered we've that. Covered, yeah. Me, I'll sit and write this love song. He, as I all too seldom do. Right. This is. This feels to me like Ian's been home, while Shona's gone off to work. So like he's been home for a day or two. So she, so he doesn't have to go slip into something more comfortable. So while she's doing that, right. He's he's sitting here and writing a love song, which, I mean, as far as the tall track record goes, pretty seldom, I would say. I think that this is one of the first real love songs. Yes, Pebroke certainly isn't. Um, Oh, goodness. (laughs) It's like an anti-love song. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. It's like so many of the songs in the tall canon are founded on critique or sarcasm or or just blatantly another character. Yeah, or they're the a, they're a character piece yeah. or kind of a story more of a storytelling piece. Uh-huh. All of which we love. Right. But all of but none of which are the same as a love song. Right. This this very personal piece here. I mean the Jeffrey Hammond trilogy is probably the closest we've gotten to, yeah, in <laughs> to a way, love songs. In a way. But even that is is sort of Making Jeffrey into a character, yes, and yep. and you know it's 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 sort of placed in there along you know along with all kinds of other strange and oblique references and yeah. kind of imagery. This is very focused. It is. I like being home with my wife. Isn't it nice? Let's sit by the fire. You get comfy. I'll write this song about you, about us. Right. And, uh, and we'll have a little little snoot of brandy and and just sit and talk. Speaking of which. Shalom. Did you already finish yours? I finished mine. Someone drank all of mine. <laughs> you gotta sip the, you gotta be careful with the scotch, Nick. Why? Because if you drop the bottle, then we don't have any. Oh left. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's it is lovely. And I, I do 
most certainly appreciate that breakdown significantly more. And then we, we go into just a repetition of that second verse. So nice, gotta say it twice. And it is. It is nice. And it ends... It ends with the, the, the final ringing note of, of the line. Yeah, it's really interesting. It, a lot of the other Tall songs, I feel like they get to that final verse... And then it's like, and now we're going to reiterate the theme yeah. one more time. Do, 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 do. The, the musical theme. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. not like the thesis in, in terms of lyrics. Yeah. I really wouldn't mind. No, I really wouldn't mind. But I really wouldn't mind. Oh, I really wouldn't mind. But I really wouldn't mind. I really wouldn't mind. I begrudgingly really like that song. I know, I like it a lot. <laughs> it's <too>. so good. <laughs> I don't know that I like that I like it, but I, but like I do it. like it. Yeah. Um, um and, and the fact that it ends like that, and the fact that it's the last song on the album, yeah. it almost le- I remember listening to the album, you know, uh, in our younger days. Yep. And really, there's something about that song and the way that it ends, and the fact that it's the last track on the album that leaves me with this silence that's very present. It's a comfortable silence. Yeah, it, it's a silence to be savored. Yeah, that is that is the... I, I am all for a bonus track, but that is the one fault of having... I don't know, what's the next track? Beltane, probably? Having Beltane kick in after this song is so jarring. Yeah. And for lack of a better phrase, disappointing, you know? I, I will, and because I don't generally really, really like Beltane, I will stop it <laughs> before, what What are you doing? It does not fit. Um, yeah, it's, there's there's just, I could, I could continue to gush. But it, I think it would just be repetition at this point. Anything else that we want to say thematically? I don't think so. As as beautiful and, and luscious and layered as this song is, it's very straightforward. It's very in a straightforward, way. and yeah. there's it's really it's a single idea that is portrayed very successfully. And there's not a mad there's there's no real digging. You know, we've we've elucidated. Nick, how many times has this song been played in concert? <laughs> You're an asshole. <laughs> we have l- absolutely no reception. No. <laughs> so I'm guessing... A f- ton. I'm guessing... No, no. I don't think so. I guess 200. Really? Yeah. Try to remember, and I'll look it up on the next album. On the next track, rather. 215, I'm going to say. Okay. Um. Nope, 230. Okay. 60 of those were Martin Barr. That is... Those are strong numbers. Yeah. And you know what? There's no way of confirming them right now. Nope. So we'll just we'll just piss under the wind. <laughs> Anything else about this song, Omen? Well, whenever I hear this song, it brings me back to being a teenager and sitting up in my mom's kitchen with you yeah. until the sun comes up. Yeah. Laying on those kitchen benches. Yeah. Laying on a kitchen bench. <laughs> no chairs at my mother's house. We don't need no stinking chairs. So this is the last song 
on off of songs from the wood proper proper this thinking about this album omen yeah is there anything that has changed for you in you're, terms you're, of us re- in terms of recording these episodes in terms of this have you learned anything do you feel something different about a particular song i feel like this album out of any of them so far is the one that I've learned the least of because I've been so engrossed in this album for so long. And it's, it's fairly straightforward. I think that there are a lot of facts that we learned about this song. Uh, Sorry. I think there are a lot of facts that we learned about this album, but I feel like all of them confirmed in a way, kind of like what we already knew about it. What we felt. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Like we didn't specifically know that this was the album that, that was recorded after Ian moved the country. Right. And yet. But but it was. Yeah, we knew. We kind of knew. We knew our, it in, in our, our hearts. Yeah. I so, think that I have just gained a deeper confirmation that this is an important album to me and that each of the songs, each single one of them, speaks to me yeah. in a really direct and important way. And I think it's still probably... My favorite Heavy Horses is really good, oh, though. It's so close. It's so close. And also Catfish Rising. Yeah. This. And also A. <sighs> Get out of here. This, my appreciation for this album has become more nuanced. I okay. Think, yeah. I think. And actually, like, I, I, it was such a pleasant surprise anytime anyone reached out on any of these, these tracks and said, oh my God, I, I, I can't believe you, I I've waited so long for you to do songs from the wood. I yeah. love this song. I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. Like it, it reinforces how much I really, really do appreciate and love this album. And it's, it's amazing. Even if everyone hated this album, we would still love it. And we would still love it, but there's something more to know that it really has affected so many mm. other people. I think that this is a special album for a lot of people. And I think that every single tall album it's is special for someone. I agree. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. But I think that this one is special in a really, like, tender way yeah. for a lot of people, including us. In, in, especially us. Especially us. Yeah. Well, a little fire's midnight. It's good to be back home with you. Wow. Uh, so I think next week is Beltane. Don't, don't write it down in your calendar and pen. Um, <laughs> write it in... Write it in crayon. Write it in crayon. Erasable crayon. Yeah. And uh, until next week, you you don't have to stay up late and write to write a review. I mean, you could you could write it on your lunch break. You know, you could do it first thing in the morning over a cup of tea. As you all too seldom do, please write a review <laughs> of our podcast and submit it to wherever you can. It does help us get more listeners. Yeah, that it does. That it does. And if you have not yet joined the Patreon, you missed out. You could you could still subscribe and get access to previous posts, which has all of the videos and photos of this very camping trip. If you want to see just how janky our <laughs> sleeping structure is, that is, sign up for the Patreon, and you will be amazed, horrified. Glad you weren't there. Without a doubt, worth the dollar a month at least. Uh, but you might as well chip in the extra four and get the talk tall to me. To the talk tall with me and the outtake tall to me. 
Boy, that bird is going to town. I wonder if it's um a bird. What are these things called? A, a fuckadoo. A cock- cockatiel? Who's that over there? Until next week, I am Nick McGill. I am Omen Said. We are Feckless Moms. And this is Talk Tall to Me. I'm just going to, I'm going to run upstairs, take off my makeup, uh, and maybe change it to something a little more comfortable. Uh, do, you, do, you, do you need anything from upstairs? Yeah, could you grab my makeup? You're gonna put yours on. Um, I need to put mine on. Got it. Because okay. I, I gotta go. Yep. Okay. I'll I'll be right back. Ah, there we go. Oh God. Oh my God! It's out of control. No, it's on. Everything's on fire. Oh my God! What's what's going on? Were you, were you building a fire down here? We don't have a fireplace. Quick! Throw me the concealer. <laughs> Oh my god, thank god. Oh. That, well, I'm assuming that was supposed to be a romantic gesture. It was a gesture. It was a gesture, all the same. Okay, yeah. So you're you're going out. I mean the sun has set. The frogs and newts yeah. are out. What are you what are you going out to do? Uh it's best if you didn't know. Work the nightlife. Oh, yeah, I'm working the nightlife. Yeah. I mean we do we do have to pay for all those flute lessons. That's true. So And and I owe a ton of money to all those newts out there. It's vicious. It's shaking you down. They are. Left and right. Woof. Well, um, be safe. Yeah. And uh, don't look them in the eye. Nope. And remember that Talk Told to Me is actually a proud member of the Feckless Moms Audio Network. I forgot that that was the point. <laughs> <laughs> I think we did it. Yeah. <laughs>